beautiful people and welcome back this is the actual first episode thank you for everyone who's listened to the preview I appreciate it so in the spirit of the preview I want to continue talking about fear which for me has been the driving force to do this podcast and a lot of other things And I don't want to just talk about the negative of fear. I want to talk about the positive that comes out of it more than not. And also, we're going to tie that into how the Rona has everyone living in fear. And how, you know, the judge, jury, and the court of Twitter is inciting fear also. And recycling fear and recycling trauma. We just gonna talk about that because that's been on my spirit today, and not in the sense of I'm afraid of anything currently. I'm not, but like I said, that was one of the driving forces of this podcast, and it ties into a current event that has the world going ape shit. So let's jump right into it. So for me, what is fear, or what does fear look like? Fear to me looks like seeing yourself in the future and not being happy with what you see. Seeing yourself in the mirror and being ashamed almost of what you see or what you've become and I say that's fear because for me for a long 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 time fear was always what I relied on to keep me away from doing things that I was actually good at or that I wanted to try For example, as a child, I was very gifted. I was into a lot of different things. Um, Anything that I had tried, I was very good at. Some of those things I still hold close to my heart now, but a lot of things I didn't see all the way through because of fear, because of fear of not getting along with people. And it wasn't that I was socially awkward or people didn't like me. That wasn't the case. I just knew I was different than a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? I learned that at a very young age. And I learned that, or I'm not going to say I learned, at in those moments, I thought different was not a good thing. As I've gotten older, of course, I've learned that different is a great thing. So 
you know, one can say, oh, well, then that fear kind of worked in your favor. It could have. Um, I feel like I'm finally reaching a point where I'm like, fuck fear. You know what I'm saying? Um, better late than never, I guess. So that's what fear look, looks like to me. And I know, you know, for a lot of people, just in just everybody, like one way or the other, we're all afraid of something, whether it be intimacy in a relationship, commitment in a relationship, or, you know, you're afraid to face your demons, face those skeletons in the closet, face that family member who, you know, has caused trauma in your life, like afraid to quit that job. We're afraid to take that leap into doing this or that or trying this or that. And even as simple as trying a new hairstyle or trying a new style or, you know, switching up your style or trying new food. A lot of things are motivated by fear. So with the bad, there's also a good side of fear. You know, like I just said, it forces you to step out of your comfort zone. It forces you to do something new. It forces you to try something new because I'm very big on, I don't know if I like it until I try it. Most of the time, you know, it's in a sexual, you know, component, but I'm trying to take it out of that and put it into my everyday life. So here is this podcast, because that was on my vision board that I did for this year was to start a brand, start my podcast, and in hopes of not overnight reaching the level of Joe Button's podcast of course not but just to get it out there because how do I know I'm going to like it or how do I know it's going to work or it's going to get supported if I don't do it you know all the shoulda coulda wouldas all the talking yourself out of it self-sabotaging making up excuses you know finding reasons to not do what you said you're going to do or what you want to do all that shit is going to fuck with you over time if it isn't already you know what i'm saying when you are a prisoner to fear it's very hard to get out of that like it's very 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 hard and i know more than anybody like it's so hard i was going to do this podcast three years ago had the name had the segments literally i was so confident like oh i can't wait to do it got the equipment plugged it up one time did a test run Never touched it since. Yet I didn't give it away because I always knew at some point I'm going to be ready. And it's like I was never, it was never a thing of being ready. It was always a thing of, are you going to keep allowing fear to dictate your life? Are you going to keep letting fear dictate what you do and what you don't do, what you love, what you don't love, what you focus on, what you don't focus on? You know what I'm saying? And as an adult who was once a creative child and a creative young lady, you know, I allow fear of the unknown or fear of no support or fear of not being heard or fear of being used, you know, as the driving force for me to focus solely on stability. And while stability is not a bad thing, it can be a crippling thing. You know, because when you get a stable job that is not that is not in what you are, that's not a field of your passion. It's not what you wake up every morning excited to do. Over time, you know, you become a robot. You become a number. You know, and. 
that's based on fear primarily. You know what I'm saying? Because so many people are conditioned into, air quotes, doing the right thing, doing it the right way. You know what I'm saying? And a part of that is even fear from your parents or whoever was trying to tell you that. Because it's just like your parents don't want to see you fail. Your family don't want to see you fail. So they're going to tell you to do the safest option out of fear. So it's like we all have been conditioned to be fearful of something. Now, while these things are very much intrinsic, they're not really like, oh, I'm afraid of the dark or I'm afraid of spiders. None of that's the case. Although I used to be scared of clowns, not in the sense of I thought they were going to hurt me. They were just so fucking creepy that I just didn't like them. And to this day, I don't really like clowns like that. Like it took me a while to be able to watch the original It as an adult because that shit used to scare me to death as a kid. Primarily because my cousin Ashley, who's three years older than me, I remember one year for Halloween, I was Simba and she was a clown. I was walking to my mom's car, whoever's car, she was going to a Halloween party. And she just popped up from underneath the car, scared the living piss out of me. Literally, I pissed on myself, messed up my costume. So I don't know if it's from that or what, but I don't like clowns. So that's probably the only thing that I used to be afraid of. Now, as I'm an adult, I'm not afraid of it. I know what it is. I just, you know, don't really be around them because they make me uncomfortable still. And then, you know, the John Gacy whole thing. Like, So, yeah. But anyways, but although these things that I just spoke about were intrinsic fears, that stuff manifests one way or the other. Because although you probably aren't consciously focusing on your fear, subconsciously, you are. You know what I'm saying? And your subconscious is doing overtime to make sure that you realize that you are scared and don't you ever forget that you're scared. You know what I'm saying? Like fear makes a lot of us its bitch. Okay? A lot of us. Like it it really does. So this podcast, amongst other things I want to do this year and, you know, just check off my bucket list. I'm telling fear, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to keep feeling like I've wasted a lot of my 20s or a lot of my life in general because I was afraid to do some shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's different when you're afraid because it's a personal thing. Not because I've never, I you know, I've always had supportive people around me. I've always had supportive parents. I've already had a supportive family, you know, so it was never that. Of course, within, you know, the friends and family, you know, of course, it's a little, you know, eh. but most of it is because it's me. You know what I'm saying? It's me talking myself out of something because I'm scared. And then another part of that is I'm also a control freak. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working through it, though. So bear with me. But with being a control freak who subconsciously is always thinking about the fear it was the unknown of something. It's like, if I don't know the outcome of doing this or that, I'm not going to do it. I know if I get a job, a stable job, I know how to function. I know the, you know, I know the ins and outs of that. I know what's going to come from that. But if I just be like, fuck it and do this passion and focus on this passion, that ain't no guarantee. You know what I'm saying? And then that can go into a whole nother conversation of how a lot of us are raised to survive. And we're raised and we're taught and we're conditioned and even to an extent brainwashed by, you know, peers, family, teachers, media, 
everything basically to survive, not to live. I think as you get older and you experience and you see more and you read and you just self-reflect a lot, then you realize it's supposed to be the other way around. You know what I'm saying? And I think I've reached a point where it's like, I'm tired of just doing stuff to survive because, okay, I've mastered that. I know how to take care of myself. Cool. Check. You know what I'm saying? There's those no, there's no doubt about it because right or wrong, whatever, whatever, Jazz know how to get a job and take care of herself. That's period. And that's always been period. But it's like, okay, but what has that gotten you? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for my job. I'm extremely grateful to be able to take care of myself, you know, have a car, have a roof over my head, you know, have furniture, have, be able to eat, be able to do this, be able to do that and travel. I am 100% grateful. Yet... I'm at a point in age where I'm like, look, it's either I'm going to keep letting fear have me in the chokehold or I'm going to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just try some shit and see where it go. Because the worst thing that's going to happen is I don't like it or ain't nobody fucking with it. And depending on what it is, if nobody's fucking with it, I don't care because that ain't that should never be your motivation in doing something. Like, of course, you want people to support you. And of course, you want to you want some form of notoriety, of course. But that shouldn't be your motivating force. If you like doing some shit, do some shit. Because the people that's going to fuck with you going to come to you. They're going to gravitate towards you. But they ain't going to gravitate towards you if you ain't doing shit. You know what I'm saying? And for, you know, for such a long time, I was like, oh, nobody wants to hear me rant. Nobody wants to hear me talk. But when I have conversations with people without them even knowing that I want to do a podcast, they're like, you should do a podcast. Or do you listen to podcasts? Do you listen to this? Does that you remind me of this? That so it's just like okay, so what people see is different than what I see. Yet what I want is what people see. You, you get what I'm trying to say? So it's just like once I start connecting all of that, and I'm like, bro, and I'm looking, I'm, I'm weighing the pros and cons of this shit, and I'm like, fear, like most shit, is a construct, like it's a social construct, it's some shit that somebody made up. And it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't even a real thing, but it, it, it's a real thing when you give it power. When you take the power from it, that shit ain't, that, it ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like Space Jam. When they ain't had that, ba- that basketball, them motherfuckers were shrimps. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's fear. Like, it gets bigger and bigger and stronger and tr- stronger as you give it more and more attention and power. And I'm just at a position now in my life where... I am not walking near fear no more. Like, I ain't fucking with it at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 100% walking on faith. And now I'm on a religious shit. Like, I'm just literally walking on faith and confidence in myself. Because if you know me, I'm extremely confident. But I'm my worst critic. You know what I'm saying? I'm harsh on myself, too. And it's like, for what? All because I'm afraid of something that I don't even know going to happen yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, how how am I expecting not to fail when that's all I think about in terms of what I should or shouldn't do is because the only option or the only outcome of me doing this could be failure. And it's like, that ain't no way to think. You know what I'm saying? And although that may seem like really small to people, like, that shit really fucks with people. And I know for me specifically, like, I ain't got time no more. I ain't got the energy. I ain't got the, I ain't got the, I ain't got it. Just period. I ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't here for it. 
So to tie that into like what's going on with this Corona, it's like, I totally get how serious this is. I totally get how impactful this is and how important it, how important it is for us to stay in the house, quarantine and make sure we're healthy and stay, you know, stay away from anything. That's just a red flag as to getting it, which now should pretty much nothing but I just feel like the media and people on social media are inciting fear and I don't like that now I don't doubt that people are dying you know what I'm saying I don't doubt the numbers I'm not you know that's not my lane I don't doubt the numbers but where is the positivity? You know what I'm saying? Like, and to go directly into the social media aspect of it, a lot of people are reposting things that are only going to incite worry, stress, and fear in people. Yet they're saying that they're being informative and they're advising people and making people aware of how serious it is and... Although people annoy me and humans confuse me sometimes, I don't think a lot of us are that dumb to where we don't know what the fuck is going on. You know what I'm saying? Like if you got a cell phone or you know somebody got a cell phone, you got a computer or iPad or anything, you know what's going on in the world. And even if you don't, if you're trying to go to your favorite store and that shit closed, they got a sign that's telling you why it's closed. And even if you don't do that, somebody you know going to know what the fuck is going on. So one way or the other, we're all informed about what we need to be informed about. Now, are all of us caring about that? No. Because obviously, people still doing whatever they want to do. Cool. Whatever. But I want people to get off this high horse and stop being so judgy and cynical and just so negative when we in like crisis like this because it's like all that does in my mind is recycle fear and trauma you know what I'm saying and I say trauma because a lot of people are reposting and posting videos of people who have corona who have it you know, who basically are dying from it at this point. They're reposting or posting them, you know, talking about it, barely being able to talk about it while in ICU or, you know, while hooked up to machines in the hospital. And they're saying, well, this is going to make people aware to know how serious it is. Okay, it might. But more than not, it's going to incite fear. More than not, it's going to make somebody be so fucking scared to do anything that they're going to be so fucking worried and stressed that their body is going to, or their mind is going to peep that they stressed and scared and their body going to start breaking down on them little by little. Because if you didn't know, fear, stress, worry, paranoia, all of that can manifest physically and take your ass up out of here. You know what I'm saying? And I think people just need to be a little bit more cognizant to that and more considerate of like, okay, yeah, 
this was retweeted on my timeline. I, you know, I respect the message that's being given, whatever. I'm going to like it. But when y'all continuously retweet and retweet and retweet and retweet, and it's like multiple times y'all retreat the same traumatic ass video in hopes of spreading awareness. That's not what awareness is. Hey guys, real quick, just wanted to let you know how I started my podcast. I use the Anchor app. It's a free app that allows you to edit, record, do everything you need to do for your podcast. And they even stream it to all of the podcast platforms for free. And the cherry on top is you can even make money doing your podcast, like actual physical money. No Bitcoin, none of that, like actual money. So all you need is a phone or a computer and you just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Because when there is negativity and sadness, there's positivity and happiness. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see people talking about, some people, but I don't see people talking about, you know, supposedly the numbers are higher for people that's surviving and recovering opposed to dying. Yet, I don't talk about people dying, people dying, people dying. You're going to die, you're going to da 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 And it's just like, bro... Like, who, like, who are you to, like, who do y'all think y'all are? And why, who put y'all on this high-ass horse to where y'all just think y'all just know what's best for everybody? And I totally get it. You, well, you can mute this, you can mute that, you can not look at it, you can not go on your timeline. That's cool, I get that. But at some point, we gotta be, we gotta be held accountable for the shit that we post. Okay. Because if you want to take it back, we could take it back to the Nipsey Hustle thing. And this is when, because prior to the Nipsey Hustle thing, I'm not going to lie to you, I was one of those people where anytime a video was retweeted, I watched the video to the whole way through. Whether it was wild, crazy, traumatic, I watched it and it didn't affect me. But as I work on myself mentally and spiritually and I become more aware of myself and things around me, I become more in tune with my emotions and when that Nipsey video, you know, when the Nipsey video of him getting shot came out, whichever sick bitch thought it was cool to post that on social media, that, you know, created, that went viral, basically. And I remember watching that, and I remember just being, like, literally, out loud, what the fuck is wrong with me? You know what I'm saying? And from that day forward, like, I don't retweet if I can help it, no shit like that. Like, even if it's not extreme as somebody getting murdered, bro, I don't want to see nobody in a hospital bed half dead. I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't want me personally. I don't want to see that. And then those same people who post that, those same people who want to be so, you know, make everybody so aware and, you know, they, the fucking CNN of Twitter. On the flip side, y'all want to lie, you know, y'all want to cry and go to arms about people being desensitized to violence and death yet y'all y'all perpetuate that shit so yeah they if anybody's desensitized you are because i don't i don't understand how you can look at some shit like that and especially in the time that we live in and retweet that shit constantly and your reasoning, your rationale behind it that you telling yourself to think it's okay is, oh, I'm, I'm letting people know it's aware. And I get it. Some people can look at statistics 
and not understand it, not think it's that serious. So some people need to see the extreme side of it. But it's like, we all preach about mental health, okay? And no part in the mental health, mental health journal, I'm pretty sure it says, focus on the negative and traumatic shit. I don't, I don't think that's a thing. And if that is a thing in your mental journal, you might need to do some reevaluation. That's just my opinion. I don't know. But I don't I don't like that. And that happens so often. And with this corona shit, it's just like people just keep on doing it. And I'm like, I don't understand. And another another example would be I think a year or so ago, there was a man at a mall who jumped over the balcony and killed himself in front of a whole bunch of people. Again, in, in that time, people decided that it would be cool or whatever to have it on their phone and record it. Why people do shit like that too, I don't know. Because what are you doing with that video once that shit happened? When some shit like that is happening, me personally, I'm going to look and I'm going to walk the fuck off, to be all the way honest. Because I ain't watching nobody commit suicide. I ain't even about to watch somebody act like they... I ain't, I ain't into that, me personally. I ain't into it. So I'm damn sure I'm about to put that shit on my phone. Because then what the fuck I'm going to do? Watch it when I go home? Like, what are y'all doing with that? That's that I think that is so weird that we live in this day and age where, yes, phones in certain situations, like specifically the police brutality, yes, much needed. But in the times where people are being violated or people are committing crimes or people are being murdered or people are being just nasty towards one another, y'all phones be out, boy. Like, out. And I don't get that. I don't get that at all. And then for y'all to keep reposting this type of shit, like like the man at the mall, that video is old. That didn't happen this year. So why are we retweeting it? People retweeting like, oh shit, that's wild. Or y'all making like jokes about it. And like, I don't, I don't get how somebody committing suicide because the video shows him clearly dying. I don't like, what's funny about that? Not like, like I have a dark, I have a dark sense of humor. My sense of humor kind of fucked up, but certain shit ain't funny. You know what I'm saying? And as a person who likes, you know, gore and thriller and horror movies and slasher movies, it's different when you watch some shit like that and you know it's fake. But to actually see people going through that shit in real life, I'm not into that. I'm not into watching that. You know what I'm saying? But we are so conditioned to think that we not traumatized, that's one. So people think they not traumatized, yet all y'all do is retweet type of shit like that. That's 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 traumatic. Whether you think it's not or not, like that's traumatic. And to have to be subjected to watching shit like that on your timeline is really is ghetto. Okay? It's inconsiderate of the people that's posting it. Like, my whole thing is, if you, see, if you see some dark little shit you into, that's cool. You see it, like it, move on. Or you see it, oh, okay, and move on. Why y'all retweet this shit and think we want to see it? And about this corona stuff, I'm going to tell you now, I ain't living my life in fear. Yes, I've been quarantining myself just because I ain't got the time. And plus, I ain't got nowhere to really go at the moment since my trip was canceled for this week. I ain't got nowhere to go at the moment. So, I'm chilling. I'm working from home, thank God. I got food, thank God. I, You know, I got... Toiletries and stuff, thank God. I got clean. I, I'm good. And plus, I like being at home. I got shit here to entertain me. 
so I'm not really tripping that much. Plus, it only, it only been a couple weeks, so I'm, I'm chilling. But y'all not about to have me living my life in fear. The fuck? Like, just because y'all want to do that, that's cool. But I don't want to do that. And I'm pretty sure it's other people who don't want to do that. Like, I just, I don't get why we, why we think scaring somebody is going to make them not do it again. And in some cases, that may work. But I'm pretty sure it's going to backfire one way or the other down the line. It's like when parents scare kids into not having sex, yet them be the kids who either something happens to them because they are misinformed about sex or they start having sex really young. Both because they're misinformed. Because scaring your children into not having sex versus informing them about sex and the repercussions of sex are two different things. I'm just saying. And I don't have children, but I'm a child where my mom didn't scare me about having sex. I was informed about sex and the consequences about sex. And I was like, "Mm, not interested. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to be scared and to think I was going to get blue waffle for me not to have sex. Like, let's, let's... Let's respect the dictionary and thesaurus. Words mean things, and we can't just change the meaning of words just because you want to. That ain't how it work. Okay? I'm just saying. The only time I think maybe that scaring straight stuff works is a pandemic like how we got now. Like I think, you know, some people are scared to the point where they locked in a fucking closet somewhere. But I also think sometimes when it comes to like teen, like you know, teenagers and kids getting in trouble. You know, you get in trouble so many times, your brain gonna be like, all right, if I get in trouble, this is what's gonna happen. So then, you know, you you won't do it. Maybe you know what I'm saying. But outside of that, I don't think that's a way. And even with that, like I don't think that's a way to teach people stuff by scaring them. I don't like that because nobody wants to be scared. It's different when you go into a hunting house or watching a movie or some shit like that. That's different. But don't I want to be traumatized into doing something the way you want them to do it? You know what I'm saying? Like, that ain't cool. I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, fear has its positives. But when you are inciting fear in people, that ain't cool. That's not cool. Because that's a form of manipulation. And I don't like manipulation. But we'll get into that another day. But yeah, I just that that's been on my spirit heavy, honestly. You know, like I said, the fear for me to start this podcast, for me to do other things I want to do, and then just the fear that is being incited in the world we live in right now. And again, this is not to make light of the corona because I do take it seriously. But you're not about to have me living in fear, period. Because I don't operate like that. Plus, I know my body, and I know when I'm stressed and paranoid. Everything go downhill for me. So I ain't got time. Me personally. And another thing about that. The corona and fear. Family and friends. And in, in, in this time. Need to respect your boundaries. Whether they are spoken or unspoken. And the unspoken one should be respected. If a person knows you. And just out of common courtesy and social cues if you texting me or calling me about some doomsday prep shit for this corona stuff and you don't get a response obviously i don't want to talk about it you hear what i'm saying like obviously and it's not that oh i want to be ignorant oh i'm gonna just you know live in this la la land it's not that at all but i choose to be positive about 
most things. Okay. And that's just because last year was very hard and dark for me. And I don't want to be back in that space being that negative. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to, I don't want to think negative about nothing because I'm also learning that there's powers in your thoughts and your words. And I'm just, I'm not here for it. I'm not on that frequency no more where I, where I, you know, I, I, I have comfort in negativity because it, you know, it's a shield. I ain't got, I ain't on that type of time no more. Me personally. And it's a difference between you trying to be, you know, you being negative and trying to scare a motherfucker into doing something versus encouraging, uplifting, and, and basically just being informative. Because it's different if you ain't hitting me up like, oh, you know, due to the corona and all this and all that, try these different supplements, try these herbs, try this, try that, you know, that just make sure your immune system's straight. Okay, cool. I can appreciate that. But what we're not going to do is a doomsday talk and a doomsday prep. We're not going to do that. Okay? I I don't listen. If shit gets that bad, trust me, I'm going to just do what I got to do. Okay? Then we can worry. But I don't, I'm not trying to worry about some shit that ain't happening right now. And I don't know if y'all can hear them sirens or not, but they going crazy outside. But... Yeah, like, I don't, I don't like that either. Like, the whole insight and fear just in general. Historically, now, just whether on a small scale or large scale, I'm not here for it. I had enough self-inflicted fear put on myself. I ain't trying to, I'm not interested. Fear don't live here no more, okay? And hopefully, you know, people lighten up a little bit. Like, I get it. I, I totally get it. What we going through right now is fucked up. And my heart goes out to people who don't have a job. My heart goes out to people who don't have no savings. So them losing their job really fucks, like, is really fucking them over. My heart goes out to y'all because it's not fair. Because you didn't ask for this to happen. And if you work for a company, they should make sure you're straight when some shit like this do happen. But America is so reactive. They're not proactive. Well, they're proactive for the rich. But if you're not rich, in a certain level rich... They gonna, you know what I'm saying? They gonna let the chips fall where they made, then they gonna pick the shit up after the fact. You know what I'm saying? Like they gonna see, they gonna see the, they gonna see the glass break, wait, and then pick it up. So, but that's just you know the world we live in, unfortunately. But I wanted to go into like a conspiracy theory about this Corona stuff, but I don't want to. I haven't really tapped into that bag of minds in a while, and I ain't trying to go there right now. Maybe later, and maybe about something else. But not this corona shit. Let's let's wait till this blow over because Rona has been on our necks. And I'm ready for her to go. Me personally. You know what I'm saying? RIP to anybody who's lost their life to this. And, you know, may God bless you to make a recovery for anybody that's currently going through it. And for the people who have it but don't have any symptoms yet and who doing good, may God continue to make sure you pull through. But I want Rona to go. Okay. Because like I said, I, I'm just tired of it. I'm sick of it. I don't mind being at home, but not when I'm like low-key being forced to. Because ain't nothing else to do. I'm not here for it. And I've had to cancel a trip. And I'm not happy about that. And I have a few more trips this year that are booked. So, um... Yeah, I, I you know, I'm not going to speak on those because I'm I'm going on vacation. I'm going on my two vacations. So hopefully Rona is wrapped up by then. Everybody back to normal. You know, they do the little chem trails, the disinfect the sky or whatever the hell they got going on and we can get this shit back th- together, okay?
because I just don't have time anymore. I just honestly don't. Me personally, I'm over it. I'm really over it. Because one, I'm just the hysteria that people just is operating on. I ain't got the time. People dying, getting stabbed over tissue and shit. I ain't got time. People buying a thousand gallons of milk at one time. What are you going to do with all that milk? Because it's going to go old in a week. So what you going to do with it? And frozen milk is disgusting. So what are you going to do with it? What are y'all doing with every roll of tissue that Sam's Club got? What are y'all doing with that? For one household, why are you using that much tissue? Because I can buy a four pack of tissue and that lasts me. Why are y'all using so much tissue? And to be quite honest, all the food is gone, but the produce is still there, the vitamins still there, the medicine's still there, but all the pasta, all the ketchup, like all the shit that, like the basic shit, y'all just took everything. Y'all ain't considering nobody else. To the point where I went to go get some wipes from CVS, thank God they had them, but they were buy one, get one 50% off. Okay, cool. Give me two. Dude was like, nah, we can give you one. It's one per person. But they're on sale. Usually it's like, y'all, y'all fucking up. Y'all fucking up the game, okay? Y'all, y'all, y'all fucking it up. I'm, I'm Rona gotta go. Rona gotta go. It's also a lot of coincidences with this Corona shit, too. But like I said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump in my conspiracy theory bag. I want to so bad, but I'm gonna wait till this shit die down and it's over with, and then we can revisit that. Maybe. 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 But I don't really want to go into the conspiracy theories, honestly, because that shit is a rabbit hole and that'd be like a five series podcast. And I just don't do that to y'all. And I don't wanna do it to myself. Because, you know, as I said, I'm working on my mental health and my spirituality. And Conspiracy theories excite me and make me happy, but they can drive a bitch crazy because I already overthink about everything. So to add paranoia and to add, oh, what is the government doing? I ain't got time because I already think that pigeons work for the FBI. So that's a conspiracy theory that I'm always agree with because, yeah, just, just watch, just look at a pigeon. Them motherfuckers is real sketchy. They ain't got no business doing nothing. But that's besides the point. But yeah, I think, you know, I think we pretty much covered what I wanted to talk about today. Um, Let's go into like a little bit of what to expect, a little bit more in depth of that. I will be doing hour long podcasts, 45 minutes to an hour. Um, As I gain listenership and as I gain, you know, more fans and you know, just whatever. And as I improve on the podcast, it may be a little longer, you know, we may, we may, but I don't know. I will be having guests. Um, possibly next week I may have a guest. Not too sure. Maybe. Um, I'm definitely going to try to have guests who are either the opposite of me, but not the complete opposite to the point where the conversation is going to be Stupid. You know, I'm not going to do that to y'all, but try to find somebody who has a different dynamic than me or a person who has a similar but different dynamic. And yeah, I'm going you know, to try to make it interesting for you guys. Like I said, 
these are rants that I feel like need to be heard one way or the other. Because I feel like maybe you can learn from it. I can learn from just letting it out, saying it out loud. Um, new perspective is always great. It's always needed. Especially, you know, when you're trying to grow as a person. And you can just expect to talk, you know, we can talk about everything. We're going to talk about wellness. Wellness tips, spirituality tips. You know, I'm, I'm getting into my crystals and shit. So, you know, we can talk about that. We can talk about um, health do's and don'ts, sex. Of course, we're going to talk about sex because sex is very important. Um, femininity, masculinity, um, agendas, um, racial issues. Um, I do want to have a segment, though, where I shout out a black business every episode. So that would definitely be something consistent to look forward to. So speaking of that, I'm going to shout out the grand scheme, which is a female, black female owned graphic design company who did my logo. So again, that's grand, the grand scheme. She's awesome. She does everything you need her to do. Great price, great customer service, great communication, very professional. And like I said, black woman. And, you know, I love supporting black people. Any chance I get, any chance I get to put money in a black person's hand, I'm going to do it. Because how are we going to move forward as a unit when we keep giving everybody else our money? You know, and I know my little portions of money I give to people aren't making a hell of a difference. But a little bit goes a long way. You know what I'm saying? If I can lessen the money I spend with outside people, I can spend it with us. You know what I'm saying? So that's going to be something consistent that I want to do. Uh, let's see. What else I want to consistently do? I have like a few little, a few more minutes and then I'll let y'all go. So we're going to do the black business every week. Um, we're definitely going to, and if I don't have a business, I'll highlight a black creative or I'll highlight, you know, someone black that's an inspiration to me or to people um so that's definitely be consistent i want to highlight the achievements of black people black women black men black boys black girls and what all of us you know what i'm saying because i think that's important to have also so that would definitely be a consistent component of this podcast so yeah Thank you for listening. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the conversation. If not, let me know. If you did, let me know. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.